episode to the 10th episode of uh, Designer and Developer Podcast. My name is Tom. I'm a designer in this duo. And a brief, quick fun fact about me is that I can eat a really, 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 really spicy food and I love it. Hello, everybody. I'm Mario. I'm the developer in this duo. And a fun fact about me is that the other day I played baseball for the first time in my life. Three amazing facts about baseball. One, when you're actually playing it, it's fun. Uh, two, I didn't get all the rules because there's just too many rules and, and why would somebody make up so much rules? And three, I tried watching it on TV afterwards. On TV, it's still boring as hell, so I don't know why people watch it. When I was a kid, we used to play uh, to each baseball its own. In, in the park. And I played a couple of years ago uh, with a company I work with, and then I managed to twist my knee because I'm not a young kid anymore. That was fun. It took me three months to walk again properly. Uh, and, and yeah, but baseball is cool. Baseball is fun to play, definitely. So for, for me, a disappointing fact was that I rediscovered inertia because, you know, when you run to the first base and then you want to turn suddenly to go to the second base and then that suddenly becomes like an arc that goes around. At that point <laughs> because you was when I fucked up my knee. In, in that, yeah, when that I was, was turning between two bases, that's moment. when I twisted my knee. Yeah. Yeah. So tip to, to um, amateur baseball players, don't turn. <laughs> the fact that it's a or diamond, a you can still run in a circle. <laughs> Circle's good. A tip to an amateur Circle baseball good. player diamond, over 30, good. don't play baseball. Just, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> so today's topic is Take networking us into today's topic, and the Thomas power of networking and how amazing networking is. And uh, I'm going to kick us off with saying that this is one of the key things that I believe helped me in my career, for sure. It's through, primarily, I met some really interesting people through Twitter. Uh, when Twitter just came out and I was tweeting and just met some random people. And then through that, just kind of through conversation, I ended up being invited to random meetups and things. And it kind of pushed my career in certain directions. So I met a guy who's now my friend on Twitter and we worked together. He's still my friend for over 10 years now. And we worked together. Uh, he helped me uh, in early stages of my career with getting some of cool jobs with first startups in New York. And then uh, also, another fun fact, I met my wife on Twitter. That was also an, uh, a power of networking. And... Uh, so, I thought that was a power <laughs> of you not knowing how to spell and Funny, spelling Tinder. Funny, but Twitter, Twitter. Uh, Tinder did not exist back then. So <laughs> this is how long I've been on Twitter uh, before Tinder. I never used Tinder, but uh, yeah, I think networking is gives us a lot of opportunities, especially if you look at it from a perspective of uh, meetups and things like that within the industry. Is one of the best places to not just find work. People sometimes go to a meetup and then they will sell their stuff, like give out their uh, business cards and thinking like, this is it. I was in a networking event. I handed out my business cards and now people are going to give me business. That's not networking. But when before I moved to London, I actually traveled 
multiple times to London to attend meetups and, and these types of events where it was not just designers only. I went to meetups that were for various things, either startups or uh, various technologies like a JavaScript meetup or a AngularJS meetup or whatever, because this is the place where I could find people to work with that are not designers, but they desperately need designers. So I kind of play that off in a way of, I'm gonna be the guy that's talking about design and the user experience and why is it important and blah, blah, blah. And then when the time comes when those people are building a project or doing something, who are they gonna remember? That guy that's always there, always talking about that. So this was one of the the key aspects of, of networking for me and and definitely play uh, plays a role if you're open and can talk to strangers and, and, and be very upfront. But also what I learned here in London especially is that even if you're not like that, if you're not an extroverted person, people are still very kind of comfortable in these events. They will just kind of approach a random person, stick out their hand, say, hi, my name is Mark. I'm a developer. What are you doing? And uh, what are you doing? And then it's it just becomes a conversation. And the number one aspect would be never go into these conversations with the goal of selling somebody your services. It's a place to learn, to figure out what other people are doing, what their pain points are, and how you can complement whatever they're doing. How can you be stronger together? And this is where opportunities happen. And this is actually the last point you mentioned is very similar to social networks. So I don't know how, I mean, I know how you're active. You are also on social networks, but I get really annoyed when I get a LinkedIn request and then the first message is, hey, I am yada yada, insert name here. I want to sell you my services. That's not how it works. How, that's not how it should work. And I don't know about you, but I've never bought services of such people. I've never even been to a meeting of such people. So they probably do it because statistics have shown that on great numbers, it works. And if it does, good luck to those people, but I don't believe in it. Don't sell me on first contact. On first contact, tell me, hey, what do you do? I'd like to learn more. How can I help you? And networking on social, but also in real life, works that you show what you're a good expert at and you try to help people. And then if you can't help them in any way, sort of kind or shape, they'll remember it when they need an actual uh, service. So if you go to a, I don't know, if you go to a conference and give a talk, then you have A, shown that you're an expert on the matter, and B, you have already delivered some value. You have already given some value to the people. They will remember you because they will remember your quote, okay, design is not about beauty, design in web and mobile development is about making it usable. And people will remember that quote, and the next time they they hear somebody needing a designer, they'll say, hey, on that conference, there was that great guy who said, duh, 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 let me connect you. And that's, that's, in my opinion, how it works. So it's not necessarily, you know, I come to a meetup and I say, okay, now I'm a developer, I have a company, I want to sell you my services company. No, I'm a developer, I'm gonna to talk to you about your problem. Tell me about your problem. Okay, your problem in general, these are the directions that you could think about. 
If you want to do this direction, you're going to talk to John. If you want to do this direction, I have a friend who does it. I don't. I'm going to connect you. And if you want to have a custom software made in .NET and Angular, then let's talk tomorrow. Here's my business card. So, uh, yeah. Selling too early without understanding if the person you're talking to even needs your services is, in my, in my opinion, a bad way to go. Like, first, talk to the person like they're a person. Try to understand if they have a problem, what stage that problem is in, da, 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 da. and if necessarily the service you're selling is what it solves it, or if something else solves it. If something else solves it, then help that person in a different way. Connect them to somebody, recommend them a book, recommend them a podcast, recommend them a, you know. But just try bringing value before actually making what sales. What I started That's kind of my... In last my thought. year or so, or maybe even more ever since I have in my LinkedIn bio, I have like a founder or an agency owner. I've been targeted by people just doing these big numbers, playing the big numbers game, just like bashing me with their, and the, the what is <clears throat> extremely funny for me is when someone reaches out to me, my primary service is product design user experience. And then somebody comes on, hey, we are a user experience agency and we think your your company could use our services. Like, just please read the description before you push your your services to sell me. You're selling me my services to me, come on. And um, now what I started doing, I either reject them if they're, especially if they are like not local. So if we can never interact in an, uh, meetup or somewhere local, I just reject them. I, like, I don't care if you're in Germany or France or wherever you are, it doesn't matter. And if somebody's local in London, uh, what I do, I just call them out on that. I call them out on their bullshit. It's like, oh, I see you're playing big numbers game. You haven't even researched what I'm doing. I think, <laughs> I think you should fire whoever set up your outreach program because obviously it doesn't work. And, and then people kind of get, uh, when you kind of poke them with that, then they become humans. It's kind of, then they start a conversation and uh, a couple of days ago, one guy reached out to me. He was, he was selling uh, real estate services. I was like, dude, like, like, Oh, your company needs offices in central London. We offer variety too. Like we, like, I don't need offices in central London. Like what, what are you talking about? But, uh, uh, and then I told him like, Oh, in my company, if you go on my LinkedIn, on my LinkedIn profile, my primary company, is my name so uh because i built it in a way that like i created a page that is called tom kozachinski surf freelance a lot so and then i listed all of my freelancing stuff under that company so it kind of it's on the top of my profile and then <laughs> i love when somebody's automated reach out uh script is like hey i love the work you're doing at tom kozachinski surf freelance a lot and this is amazing and you need offices or whatever it's like you obviously are not reading and it's a great filter to see who's reaching out personally and who's reaching out automatically. And when, when I'm in your automation, you obviously didn't look at my profile. You don't care who I am, what I do, what services I provide, what I talk about, what am I passionate about, or uh, there are topics that I really like to enjoy to talk with, with new people. And then there are some people who actually repost a note and it's like, oh, hey, I see that you do stand up and you do this and that. And just on, I think it was a couple of days ago, a startup from Sweden, a founder of a startup found me as a designer and a comedian. And he said they are building like an AR 
type of conference tool where his idea is to do a live conference within the, like the VR space and they, they want to do it with uh, with like AR technology and whatever and then he reached out to said he said like oh you're a product designer and a comedian can we have a conversation around how would you 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 use this as a comedian like would you ever perform in like a virtual environment with an audience and and I he showed me the demo so demo works you can kind of walk around it's like a first person shooter type of game so it, it has an actual environment it has a stage and you can walk through the the virtual conference that was kind of cool so we talked from a perspective of me being a performer and would I ever sell tickets or do something like this and then I talked to him from a perspective of a startup consultant working on an actual product like what is your target market uh, comedians are not it comedians are not technical people comedians need energy from their audience when they are uh, performing but if I was putting on my like, product head and my startup head, this would be useful for me running a workshop or for example, I'm running a virtual design sprint and then if I can have an actual whiteboard session and people can tune in and we are kind of sharing the same virtual physical space, then it would make sense. So we had an interesting conversation from a person I never met and he found me, he reached out based on what is on my profile and we connected and I look forward to see how they develop product further and who knows what's going to happen. But this is what happens when you actually care and you're just not playing the big numbers game. Yeah, that was just about what I was about to say. That person didn't necessarily try to sell you. They said, they said hey, help me, I need feedback. And also with the, hey, help me, I need feedback, you're always good because people like their opinions heard. So very often when you reach out to people, hey, I need help, I'm doing this, but I would love feedback, can you please give me 15 minutes of your time, and then they do, they usually do. I mean, I know we were in a lot of, I was, I'm often mentor uh, at uh, Zagreb Incubation Center, I often mentor uh, uh, younger startups, and then they ask me, uh, like, we, a lot of startups start by building the product and then talking to the potential people that might want to use it, which in my opinion, and I've learned this the hard way, is the wrong way to go. So start, if you have an understanding of what you want to build, start by talking as much as possible about it to the people that you think are could be users, because they will tell you their problems from a real industry perspective. And then a lot of people ask me like, okay, but how do you do that? That's difficult to do. First of all, it's not difficult to do, especially if you are in a small market like Croatia is. In Croatia, I'm pretty sure that through your network or your first connection network, like you can get to pretty much anybody within three or four steps. And if you reach out openly and say, hey, Tom, in your network, I see a guy working at company XYZ. Could you please help me and connect me to that person? I would love to get his feedback on something. It would probably, I don't know, one in one in five would work. One in ten would work. So through the power of my networking that I know you and through the power of your networking that you know that somebody, I can reach to that somebody. And that's a way of actually leveraging a network. And you can always get their feedback. And in this way, literally, when we started PKTOR, we were getting first contacts. It was companies that 
we couldn't necessarily sell to at that point because we didn't have a developed enough product, but that we really wanted to sit down on a meeting with because we wanted to understand if what we are building is their pain point and if we wanted to show them there are demo and we wanted to, them to say, okay, that's good, but this is the way we use it. Do you have these features? And then that helped us. So through your network, you can get to a database, to, to a base of potential customers, potential users fairly easily. It's not a, it's not, I don't say fairly easily uh, as it's an easy thing to do, but there is a database of contacts out there that can help you. It's not easy. It takes a while to ping them and then reping them and then be a little bit annoying. And then outbound is never comfortable because it's outbound. You're actually reaching to somebody that doesn't necessarily want you to reach out to them. So it is, a, it's not easy and it's not for everybody, but it's a thing that you can do. And if you say, well, how do I get to them? You already have them. They're there. You just need to go through the network and go through another network and things like that. There is a guy, uh, I know his name is Ant Mihalic. He does uh, business and sales workshops for non-English speakers to be better at uh, presentation and selling. And he actually reached out to me, hey, do you know anybody who could do this? And I was like, who would be interested in this? And I was like, yeah, if I think of anybody, I'll let you know. And I actually did, I connected him to, to a few people. But then he said, would you mind if I went through your LinkedIn list and see if I can find any potential fits there so you could connect me? To which my response was, for yeah, sure. But the proactivity of him, like, I know that if I give it as a task to you, you might not want to do it. But if I do it as a task and come back with these three specific profiles, would you connect me? That's actually a really I really good like that approach. So strategy. Because don't make me do the work. But if I can help you without doing the work, then of course the lowest, the lowest minimum effort that I have to do, the better. So yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Help me help you. I will and, help uh, you to help me. I love that scene from Jerry Maguire. Help me help you. <laughs> that's the, that, that's the, 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 Definitely. <laughs> Seven, six, five, that four, three, two, one, go. So that's something that I will actually use going forward because now I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the outreach. And when I'm mentoring people, I talk about outreach and how to approach it from a non automated standpoint. I hate automation and I think it never works. And why would you play big numbers game as a very particular service provider that just means that you do not understand your audience because if you're casting a white net that just means that you don't know who your target is because if you know who your target is that's not millions of people or thousands of people that's at best a couple hundred people you can spend a couple of days reaching out to a couple hundred people that you think your target audience are but in terms of net so what i'm definitely gonna so what i'm definitely gonna do is I'm going to connect you to Ante so the two of you can have a conversation. And why am I saying this right now? Because this, in my opinion, is how networking can work. We spoke about a subject that is not necessarily something that I want to sell to you, nor something that you want to buy at the moment. But it turned out that 
you might have a problem. I might know somebody who can do it. I will connect you. It doesn't bring any value to me oh. or anything like that. But, you know, you'll feel much better about me if I've actually helped you or kind of opened at least a door about that. So now you and I know each other, so this doesn't necessarily count. But if we'd met at a meetup and we're perfect strangers and yeah, this exact thing happened... When you said it doesn't bring any value to you, that's not awesome. true because so, it brings value to you. It gives you yeah. social credit with me. So if you introduce me to someone, then it's going to be like, oh, I helped him out. If So this is actually a great point. Through my networking, I would always connect people like that and introduce them. And it brought me like this social credit where people would be like, oh, this guy is great. He helped me with this. He helped me with that. And just people kind of remember you. And I never did it from a perspective, oh, I'm going to help them. So in the future, they will help me. It doesn't matter. If you start with that, it's rarely going to come back. And if you look at it on average, it, it mostly doesn't come back. But it doesn't matter. You will run into same people at the events constantly, regardless of the size of the city of the country where you live in. Our industry is actually fairly small. So when you look at it like that, even here in London that has, I don't know, 8, 10 million people, whatever, when I go to an event, there are people that are repeating. And then you start making that, kind of connections with like, oh man, I saw you last time. How are you doing? We talked about Last of Us. Did you finish the show? Oh, no. We, yeah. So it's kind of like these little minor things that people will remember you. And I was at an event couple, like a month ago, just talking to people and I would meet someone at an event for the first time. And I'll give you an example of um, this uh, woman, like she's amazing. She's doing a great product and has like some investors and needs a uh, like product manager person. And like 15 minutes before that, I was talking to a guy who's a product manager and he's looking for his next startup he's going to consult with. And I was like, hey, okay, come here, introduce them. And I said like, you are looking for each other and then just kind of match them right there and there. Uh, and uh, at one point somebody asked me, is this your event? Like, are you running this? And I was like, no, I'm just here as a guest like everybody else. But it, it's just kind of natural to me. Just like have a drink, talk to people and then... <laughs> kind of be the person who who connected them it's not it's not that difficult and then out of that we ended up yeah exactly have you met ted uh, have you and, met ted? And, and, and it just works and looking long term going forward it always kind of i think it always comes back in a positive way so you mentioned social credit and it's got me thinking about a book I've read and I recommend always. Ta-da! Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. Robert, I think it's pronounced Cialdini. If I mispronounced it, I apologize, but Cialdini, Cialdini, I'm not sure how that's pronounced. The book is amazing. It's basically about human psychology and how to influence masses and what are the weapons of mass influence one of them is uh, the rule of reciprocity basically i do you a small favor and then even though i never expect anything back and uh, you kind of feel in debt to me and the best the best uh, uh, example he does is he takes the Hare krishna followers that come to you in an airport and start with, here is a gift of goodwill and they give you a flower. 
and then they tell you about their religion and everything. And then when they ask you for a donation, you're kind of, you already got a flower, you know, he spent time and you kind of feel like an ass, so you make a donation. And then you throw away the flower. And then they actually go to the dumpster, pick up those flowers back and recirculate, recirculate them so they spend less money on flowers. But that's, and everybody who's listening to this now is going to say, yeah, that would never work on me. Maybe that would never work on you, you, but that statistically apparently works on like 67% of people and it's a numbers game. That's a great book. So, uh, uh, I like to help people because I like to help people and I don't expect anything in return. I really don't. But apparently this subconscious psychological connection does exist and... If you do help somebody, they will think that you're that's a nice a, guy. And if they really... can help you back at any point, they probably will. My goal is rather that if I... Završi svoje rečenje. No, So, so basically, my goal is that if you, uh, my goal wouldn't be that if you, I helped you, that you necessarily help me back. My goal is that if I help you, that the next time you are in position to help somebody else, go do it, because then we all help each other move forward. And I know this sounds like uh, very altruist, altruistic, very ideal bullshit, but that's actually what I would love to see happening in the world, well, like paid forward subject. And I think it was fun. Uh, but I wanted to say that that book is really great. Yeah. And for so we want, what we're going to do is add links to the book in the description so people can actually find them. And the other one would be uh, how to win friends and influence people you know, on, along the similar lines. It's uh, by Dale Carnegie. And I'm going to link that one as well. So I don't want to talk about the book and what is it about and what are the main points of the book but there's one thing that I kind of struck a chord with me uh, when I was reading it that I kind of do naturally but not everybody does and if you look at people on networking events in like 80% of them it's not a conversation it's a, a series of monologues and like everybody's just waiting for their turn to speak and they just tell whatever they want to say and they usually talk about themselves and it just just a lot of one-way converse not a conversation just like people just doing talking about themselves and talking whatever they want to talk about so one thing that actually makes difference is being genuinely interested in people like whatever they're doing and be interested about what they're all about and ask them questions and yes people want to talk about themselves and want to be like one directional when that happens you double down on that go into allow them to be that allow them to be talking about themselves explore be curious be inquisitive and then at some point you will fairly quickly exhaust everything they can talk about about themselves and then the conversation will just naturally turn to you and at that point once they're done talking about themselves then you can talk about you and your stuff however long you want in theory it's there fine are then you're on a networking event you just grab your drink no, and say hey no. i'm gonna go say hi to a friend and then just fuck off <laughs> 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 
no, but I'm kidding. Uh, actually, that is a great book, and I wanted to buy that book. And I mean, I wanted to recommend that book as well. Uh, but I wanted to bring out another example, and it's much more stupid, down to earth, and much more actionable than I think anything we've discussed so far. So it starts with a very simple premise that people like their name. People love their name, period. It's an egotistic trait of people. And you can, again, everybody who's listening to this say, that's not me. Unfortunately, statistics say that it is you. So a great advice Dale suggests is to remember people's names. And I've spoken to a bunch of friends and I've spoken to a bunch of acquaintances and I've spoken to a bunch of colleagues and they all say, hey, oh my God, I have so, such a bad memory. I can't remember names. Oh, I'm horrible at that. It's a skill. Skills are something you're not good at. Then you find a way to practice. Then you find uh, ways to get better. Then you measure it and then you become good at it. So it's a skill. Any skill can be taught. So uh, uh, there are a bunch of tricks. Like when you're introducing somebody, you're going to extend your hand, say, hi, I'm Mario. They're going to say, hey, I'm Rodney. And you're going to repeat, did you say Rodney? Yeah. Okay, Rodney, nice to meet you. You repeated it three times, you're going to remember it. So something along those lines. And there are tutorials, there are tips. Uh, Dale, even in his books, gives some tips. But why I felt this where did i where did this make me laugh most there is a croatian political party that used to be interesting and now it's run by less competent people and one of them was a leader of it uh, let's call him bero for the fun of it and while i wouldn't give that person the benefit of the doubt to to you know guard a sheep a friend who knows him said that he's actually amazing at this skill, amazing at remembering names. He'll come around to a table at a, like a gala dinner party. He's going to meet 15 new people and is going to remember their names. And then later when he meets them... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, give me one second. I need to tend to, to Marietta. Please pause here and cut this out. One second. Two very boring minutes later... So there is a political party in Croatia, the, it's called the Social Democratic Party. I even used to vote for them back then because they were supporting liberal and social. But now they are just bad. So anyway, uh, they had this leader of a party, let's call him Bero. And I don't think that person is competent at all. But... A friend who knows him saw him go to like a dinner party or something, some gathering, and meet, you know, come to a table where there's 15, 20 people sitting down, meet all of them, and he could actually remember all of their names. And then when walking around later, he would say, hey, John, it was great meeting you at a table, yeah, hey, and he would literally remember all of the names. And again, that's... So that guy got to be head of the second strongest political party in Croatia at the time. And I know that this maybe isn't the skill that got him there, but it certainly didn't, uh, uh, you know, 
it certainly helped so uh, um, apparently it's a good skill and apparently people who work in a place where social uh, uh, influence matters use it a lot so a good skill to learn and a good skill that you can try out right after listening to this podcast is next time you meet somebody think about when you are presenting yourself to them don't think about how you're going to say your name think about how you're going to remember their name try to repeat it a few times and then later on in conversation try to just throw it in there just so you later remember ah that's peter so uh, i don't know if you noticed but we've started giving you homework so this is a new milestep <laughs> milestone for us and Do if you've thing. gotten this far please click Do the, the like subscribe yeah. giving the bell. homework i was uh do the I, thing. I, yeah, it's a skill, definitely. It's a learned skill. And all of it is a learned skill. Everything is a learned skill, of course. But the one of the things I heard a lot going to networking events, talking about it, doing comedy, doing talks, doing workshops, whatever. People would say, especially for comedy, oh, I could never do that. I, w- I could never stand in, on a stage in front of people and tell jokes. Well, yes, nobody can. Nobody's born with that. So it is a learned skill that you have to work on for years and hone and you need to grow really thick skin to to be able to withstand shame and ridicule and you have to be a glutton for punishment as well to a degree but there's a a learned skill as well for me is being extroverted because people who know me would describe me as an extrovert person but people who know me really well know that I'm an actually an introvert and I consider myself an extroverted introvert and that's been a learned skill so whenever I do a social function or do my show or whatever, it's extremely draining. And especially when I do a special that is hour and a half long or more, it really drains a lot of energy. And to do networking events, it was something that I had to learn how to be the person that's interested in others, who wants to, who can carry a conversation, who can exchange ideas and uh, talk about different topics and, and talk about how my skills can contemplate uh, complement theirs and so on. And it takes practice. And since we are already giving people homework and we are going to link the books, there's one uh, YouTube channel that I really like that I believe is really great at helping people who want to learn these skills. It's called Charisma on Command. I'm going to link to it in our description. It's a bunch of free videos that basically deconstruct a certain aspect of uh, personality of a person and how they are using their charisma to do to entertain people, to tell a joke, to talk about. It. And a great thing is uh, that the guy that runs the channel takes a person like a celebrity and he would take like how Tom Holland is very shy but always comes off as a very funny guy regardless of him being shy and confused this little kid and then takes actual clips and explains why these things work. Like we'll take a character from a movie or a character from a TV show and explain a certain aspect of the personality and how you can apply that into your own thing and it's all free. So I'll share that. I think it's a really valuable resource for, for if somebody wants to go and do networking. And as you've you've touched based on you've touched sort of on the topic of introverts versus extroverts, and introverts are always usually like, yeah, on a networking event, I don't know how to approach somebody. I'm always worried, shy. Again, it's practice. And B, people who have come to a networking event 
expect to be approached. And also people who have come to a networking event expect to approach you, you know. So it's not a situation where you'll come to somebody and say, hey, I'm Mario, I'd like to talk to you. And they're saying, uh, yeah, buzz off. It's not that type of deal. People have come there actually to meet other people, hence meetup. So uh, uh, just come in, join the conversation and say, hey, I'm Mario. What's your name? Nice to meet you, John. <laughs> How can I help you, John? So we learned that that person is John and so on. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, just because I know, and I'm actually extroverted. I love being around people. I love talking to people. But I know that for some people it's difficult. You just have to mentally break that barrier and understand that your network can give you... Uh, uh, it's... A very valuable resource when solving problems because if there's a problem that you can't necessarily solve yourself That's somebody in your network and, can help you. Uh, before we wrap so uh, a lot of people and this is now okay so going off topic a lot of people think that value is on a straight line you know you have a zero here and then it goes bad to the left bad worst 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 and good to the front I don't necessarily always see it that way. Sometimes value goes on a circle, which means that if you go bad, worse, 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 the possible worst, holy crap, this is so bad, it's unbelievable, then at one point you break through and then you get on, wow, this is so amazing. So if you actually go bad enough, you can okay. break through yeah. the bottom I'm, and end up so being on top. Does that work in everything? Or just with bad jokes? Uh, it doesn't work with everything. <laughs> I've tried it okay. in too many areas One. where it doesn't work. <laughs> but in jokes, it works. In music, hey, it apparently works. Like if that. you listen to the creation uh, music scene. So magazine yeah. is amazing. Uh, <laughs> magazine is amazing. Still is amazing. Come on. Magazine is uh, amazing. Magazine used to be amazing. Okay, another bad joke, and then we can wrap up. Uh, how do you call a belt made of watches? A waste of time. <laughs> yes, that was a good one. Uh, if anybody laughs yes. it up to here who's not subscribed, uh, subscribe, uh, hit the thing, yes. do the thing, share the thing. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Uh, enjoy. Goodbye. Have a great day. And uh, we'll have some of our more Peace. mental breakdowns on air soon. Cheers.